0: Don't people just wonder, like, what the hell are we doing on this rock floating around space? It's just so bizarre that, of course, there has to be so much more. Like, it's, I don't know, it's fascinating. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lauren.Live. I've got Agata. Did I say that right? I'm so sorry. We were just saying, yay. Della Cruz with us. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This is such a pleasure. Yes, I'm super excited to be connected. We've been chatting a few minutes ago just about, we have a whole bunch of different things in common, and I feel like it was definitely meant to be connection. So I'm really stoked to have you on, and we've got a really cool conversation for everybody. Um, she is the founder of Human And it is all about expanding parent and child consciousness, fostering our children's mission here on earth. And I was really lucky enough uh, because she sent me one of her classes and I did the, um, Astrology birth chart, tropical, right, or Western astrology. It's called a a couple different things um, for my daughter, where you set, you know, you look up the birth date, the time, and the place, and then you find out a whole bunch of really cool information. It's very accurate and it helps us parents learn a little bit more about how our child is functioning and how they're thinking and feeling and their emotions and all the things. And we'll get into that. But um, her classes and events are really neat and will, you know, feature where to find her at the end of the show of course and then uh, in the description of the notes but tell us about you tell us about how you found a human this is the coolest platform we've got so many cool little indigo ch- children coming in and just really intuitive children coming in and what a you know great tool for us parents to help you know foster this in our children so I'd love for you to just say, tell us how you kind of got into the spiritual world and then also how you founded human
1: yeah, of course. Well, no, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm Is excited to have this conversation. Um, it's very expansive for me to connect with other parents that are sort of seeing the larger picture of you know the, the purpose of their kids um, and that sort of soul exchange that we're having with them. So, um, as Lauren mentioned, my name is Agatha Delacruz. Cruz, and so I am the human behind Human and Human is a content platform that is dedicated to supporting our children's mission on Earth and some of the classes um, that we explore with is, the platform is really to support guest practitioners. So I'm sort of the behind the scenes person. Um, It is very much part of my purpose and mission to help elevate the work of others. And so the guest practitioners that come on, they teach many classes that help parents to sort of peel back the layers to better understand who is their child, um, what is unique about their child, both from a spiritual and an energetic perspective. And really, like, what is the purpose, and how do you nurture that purpose? And so we explore some stuff from like astrology, understanding your child's unique energy field, how to help your child with their unique energy field, and, um, and and nurturing that part of them. You know, you you know this as well. A lot of children are that are coming in right now are multidimensional beings. We'll get a little bit more into detail about that, but they have these enhanced six senses, intuitive senses, psychic abilities. And we as parents are starting to wake up to that. Is that in order for us to nurture these multidimensional beings, it is an understanding that they are here to raise the consciousness of the planet. And our role as parents is to understand them as individuals and be able to share, shepherd those gifts, talents, abilities, their mission, their vision that they came down here for. And that's really what human stands for is connecting parents to be much more like connected and conscious to their child through these different realms.
0: Yeah. I love it. And I, I, so I do believe that. I mean, just from my own perspective of my child, I can see her just such a special spirit and I know there's so many others coming in right now. What a wild time to come into the, you know, the world. Um, so I I'll think, tell you in a bit why. Yeah. And I always ask my guests, it's one of the things, what's going on? What's your perspective? What's going on with all this crazy chaos and stuff? But, um, and I would love your perspective. So um, tell us like how you founded a human though. I mean, like what's, you know, how are you conscious enough to even realize like there's a space for this? There's a need for this. You know, how did you figure out this was your calling? I'd Love to hear about that.
1: So um, I grew up in Eastern Europe and my mom, ever since I was a child, I was surrounded by astrology, by tarot card readers, psychics, mediums, and um, this was in the 80s. And what I know now is I, it was, I was surrounded by very fear-driven spirituality and that was my first introduction to it. So it was not something new. Like I've grown up with this, I was always very aware. And in fact, one thing that I want to point out is, you know, where we were in the eighties compared to where we are now, we have grown consciously in such a big way. Um, One sort of element of what is happening is, you know, our solar system is hurling through the galaxy And moving through space and time, we are actually moving through a place where our solar system is being exposed to much more electromagnetic activity. And so what's happening to us down on earth is it's actually, there's much more activity and it's affecting us and our consciousness and our body. And so we are opening up our energy fields and we are becoming much more sensitive and aware. Um, And so this relates to the children that are coming down here, um, which we'll talk a little bit further about. But anything that is not in resonance with this particular energy that we're in, and this this raising of energy, is starting to fall away. And the the every energy, or sorry, every generation that has been incarnating down here has sort of been clearing the path. They have been coming in with their unique energy and resonance for that particular time and clearing the path for the next generation. And so we as parents um, have been doing that for our children. And now we're starting to clear the path and the generation before helped to do that for us. Like, if you look at what was happening in the sixties, right? So many breakthroughs, sexual liberation, like, psychedelic liberation, like there was just so much. And so that generation cleared the path for us. And like, now we're doing it for the next. And so this is how we're sort of raising. And a lot of it has to do with like the cosmos and and everything's interconnected and it's super exciting. Sometimes it's a little scary to see what's going on, but when you're starting to see the bigger picture, your sort of confidence and understanding when you know what purpose you're here to play, it it starts to make sense. And so, going back to creating human when, um, when I didn't realize sort of the 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 reason, well, actually let me get back. When I got pregnant, I was not ready for that pregnancy. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I didn't have a very smooth childhood. A lot of us didn't. And so I was sort of scared when I when I knew that there's a new child coming in and the responsibility and how we change. And like there's just so much that changes in your life. And it's like subconsciously, my my subconscious knew something big was coming in and it was resisting it. It's like it knew that there was going to be a big change how my old life was like no longer going to be. And I was like hanging on to it with dear life. And so um that was sort of the I would say the the first the first point of like um, contact that these children are creating for us. For um, some of us that are not you know, able to get pregnant, you're going through that really hard hurdle of desiring a child, but little do you know that that child in the spirit realm is already teaching the lessons that you need to be learning, which is around clearing and surrender. And so, um, this was sort of the inflection point for me in learning is that the, the the children who are coming in right now, they are the catalysts for raising our consciousness. And they're doing it in such a powerful way. They're doing it even pre-embryo through the spirit world or they're doing it through conception. Um, I went through a lot of health challenges when I was pregnant, which uh, got me to realize that I need to be in charge of my own health um, and not quote unquote specialists and, and so that was an opening. That was like the first opening for me. And the second one was that once my son was born, um, I really was struggling emotionally a lot. I had postpartum depression. Um, like a lot of us do, right. Our, our hormones are completely out of whack because of our diet, lack of sleep, everything. And it made me really, really aware that there's a lot of parts of myself that I wasn't accepting and I didn't like about me and I didn't want him to inherit those parts of me. And that was the sort of inflection point for me. The second one to realize that, you know, um, there's a lot of childhood trauma that I was carrying that I had absolutely no idea that the reason I, I was who I was and the patterns and the behaviors that I had was because of the experiences that I had in the past. And so when I look at, you know, my son, my son chose me on purpose. And that's what my consciousness was resisting is like, I knew that there was just going to be this giant shift that was happening. And now, you know, doing a lot of the work with human and being, and, you know, having the opportunity to speak to so many parents around the world. And I'm talking about around the globe. Well, you and I are in the States, but I'm talking about in places like, like India, Australia, New Zealand, uh, other parts of Asia, Europe, South Africa, the experience that I had with my child is happening globally. And that is the catalyst that these children are coming in. And in fact, you know, one of the things that, um, I wanted to go back is I actually had a dream when I, before I knew that I was pregnant and through my dream, my, um, my, my son came in Mm. and I had a dream about a dark haired boy. And now I know that that was my son coming in through the spirit world, coming in and saying like, Hey, it's time. Cause two weeks later, I had no idea I was pregnant. I found out that I was pregnant. And so, um, the, the, this, you know, the solace that I would share with anybody who's looking to get pregnant is, is you're going through this lesson on purpose. And so don't beat yourself up. I know it's like a really, really difficult journey to sometimes go through. Um, but later on, you're going to understand why you went through it, because there's lessons to be learned. Um, there is a book called Spirit Babies for anybody who is interested that. in.
0: Yeah,
1: I read yeah, that. that. It was- is somebody who is wanting to get in touch with the spirit world and start speaking to their child. Um, and so, you know, that was part of my transition as understanding that there is generational trauma that i was carrying and a lot of us do and in fact if you were born between 1984 and 1995 what year were you born lauren 84 84 okay what month september oh that's right september yeah so you're pluto pluto and scorpio i'm pluto and scorpio and this Mm. is based on the um western slash tropical chart and so our particular generation, um, because it's from 1984 to 1995, um, during our childhood, we grew up with certain experiences that deeply suppressed our emotions. Mm. Our generation particularly had the, um, experiences of maybe the father, our father not being present or not having a strong relationship with our father. And so that created certain, um, experiences for us that molded us into who we are and so there was a lot of that was being suppressed and there was a big void that we never really truly dealt with and so when these children came in the children that are being born now which are pluto and capricorn being from 2008 into 2024 those children specifically have a karmic exchange with the pluto in 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 scorpio parents right because the pluto and scorpio parents are millennials what has our generation been labeled selfish narcissistic um, all kinds of different labels, but narcissism is caused by childhood trauma that has not been dealt with. Mm -hmm. And so these children are coming in and they have cracked us emotionally Mm -hmm. open. And that is the role that they're here to play, um, with other generations as well. I know some parents are Pluto and Libra, which is the generation behind, but it's, there is a particularly like potent karmic exchange that's happening with millennial parents and the children that are being born out. And I just absolutely, when I found this out, it validated so many parts of, of uh, let's quote, quote, like learning and suffering. Right. (laughs) And, um, this is the, these are the parts that I'm fascinated because a lot of us are going through, um, an emotionally difficult time, especially during this time. And we're trying to make sense of it. Um, So when 2020 hit, I was, you know, I was aware about many, many different parts, but the main part that I was really aware, which was the inception of human was that what is happening on the outside with all these like restrictions and all this like governmental stuff is there is a grab for consciousness that we as humans, as a collective globally, as a humanity are raising in consciousness. And then there are certain energetic beings that are on the planet right now that would like to keep us at a certain energetic level because it benefits them. Mm -hmm. But a lot of us are breaking through. And so there is this grab for control. And so when I learned this, and obviously I have a young baby, I'm like, oh, hell no. (laughs) And that's, that's really the purpose of human Mm. is to open us up and understand that um, we are powerful beings. We, we are co-creators, we're manifestors, our children are incredibly powerful. um, And we're here to nurture and shepherd their gifts Mm. because if we don't, somebody else will try to take over. And so that is sort of the warrior mom in me that has come out and, and created a human. And, you know, I I don't look at the negative stuff just like you. I'm I'm very much aware of it, but I'm like, what kind of energy are we putting out? And I'm very much about co-creating something really positive, Mm -hmm. beautiful, expansive. um, And sort of that's what I realize my purpose is here is to help and elevate the work of others that that are um, bringing in new concepts and ideas. Oh, how do shepherd and foster this sort of, you know, new and next generation of children?
0: Hmm. Wow. That was a lot. And it was perfectly said. And I love it all. Yes. So much. Oh gosh. How do I reply? <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story for one. And, um, it makes so much sense. And I agree with you. All this stuff that's going on, old paradigms are breaking and it has to happen and it has to be exposed and it's uncomfortable, but it's also, like you said, what an opportunity Mm -hmm. And once you start to understand it, it starts making sense. You can almost predict things that are coming, right? We all just see each sector, you know, digital currency stuff with crypto and the World Bank starting to get shifting right now. Education's really shifting. You know, a lot of kids are being pulled out of public school. I just had an episode that'll be going live in a couple of weeks on that. Every sector, healthcare, natural medicine, Big pharma, COVID stuff—it's all happening before our eyes, and it's fascinating. Um, so, what? You're right; it's a grab for consciousness right now, and I think so many cool things were birthed in 2020, 2021. My podcast, very early on. Yes. Look at all these cool things that we're building when we were all at home. It's—it's it's actually such a gift. So. Thank you for all the work that you're doing with human and thank you for just this conversation. What a cool thing for us to just pay attention to as parents and these children coming in and um, the astrology aspect is fascinating and there's just so many accuracies. I think a lot of people don't go down the rabbit hole with all this woo-woo stuff, but a lot of people in our culture can resonate with astrology. I think that's something that's been in our culture. It's in magazines, you know what I mean? Um, And there are just so many accuracies. So I think that's a really cool thing for anyone to look into, not only your own but your child's. And then, how can I relate better with them? How can I foster their mission? And um, let's talk a little bit about that because that's a large part of your the class. I watched your the videos and uh, remind us of your uh, partner's name that helps you with the astrology portion.
1: Um, so our so we, I only all launched in January, okay. so we're like fresh steps yeah. into it. Um, So my first collaborator and practitioner that is a a guest practitioner, her name is Amber Amber, Um, and Amber is a soul soul blueprint guide. So the branch of astrology that she focuses on is very much about like the evolution of us Mm -hmm. and about soul growth and um and so she brings in a lot of that energy into the classes and and helping parents understand these different parts now uh an astrology chart in anybody's chart is incredibly complex Mm -hmm. there are it's it's like a there are so many moving parts in it um and so through the classes we're taking it slice by slice because otherwise if you were drinking through the fire hose you would get completely overwhelmed yeah. and especially to anybody who's sort of new to this as well um i'm somebody that can take immense amount of information and i feel comfortable with it for some people they just need little bits and pieces mm-hmm. to be able to digest and reflect right so that, that's how we're breaking up the classes she is doing a series of classes, um, she did Moon and Mercury of your child, and that's the one that you tuned into. Mm-hmm. So, understanding your child's Moon is really important, especially if you're a mother, because the energy—the uh, energy—the energy <laughs> of your child's Moon is reflective of the energy of the mother, mm-hmm. and that is the first planet that rules a baby, mm-hmm. and even like in embryo, because that child takes in your energy in the womb, and then when they are birth the, the, where the moon is, it will help you to understand your child's safety and security and emotional needs. Mm -hmm. And so when, you know, when a baby's first born, right, they can't speak yet. A lot of it is through like the multi-sensory world. And, and so that class really helps you to understand like what makes your child feel safe and secure Mm -hmm. on the emotional side. The mercury helps you to understand how does your child process information? which is super useful. If you are homeschooling your, your children or child, it helped me. I homeschool my son. It helped me. Oh my gosh. It drastically helped me understand why me and him were like butting heads because I'm a Capricorn and his moon is in Sagittarius, which mm. is all about freedom. I'm all about like control structure. <laughs> what's the plan. He's very much about like self-led mm. and that, that just, uh, it's just removed so many barriers and being able to, um, you know have a beautiful relationship within that then we have another class about um, venus and uh, mars so venus is where our love and self-worth is born and so it will help you to understand you know what is your child's love language which helps to develop their self-worth because everybody has a different flavor And then the Mars is really like, what is their point of initiation? So a lot of the children, this is a really important one, the Mars, because a lot of children um, have come down here with specific like missions and they have a specific energy that they're bringing in, like ideas. So their Mars will help you to understand is like, how do they, they take their ideas from, um, from, you know, idea to action. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes like the the Mars can be a little bit like inflicted and, and, and where, how that shows up is like a lot of like anger, um, you know, a lot of like, bursting energy or the opposite where they're much more inverted and so you as a parent have the opportunity of like wow my child has a lot of fire energy how do i help consciously you know mm-hmm. connect with them on that or if your child is a little bit more inverted like how do i help them to mm-hmm. to be able to step out of their shell yeah. and be able to speak
0: mm-hmm.
1: share ideas and that kind of stuff and then the next class that we have coming up in may is going to be saturn So this is the karmic connection with your child and the lessons that they're here to learn. And so part of that class, you're gonna learn um, what karmic lessons you're here to learn and what karmic lessons they're here to learn and how you're part of that whole entire entanglement. And then in in, uh, June, we're going to talk about your child's purpose. And so we see that in the chart and what is your purpose and what's your child's purpose. And that's going to be a really good, I mean, all these classes are really, really illuminating. We start with the moon. So we're starting slow and then we're building it up to, to some of the the, the bigger picture stuff and that Pluto stuff that I was talking about, that is called generational astrology. Mm -hmm. So we actually have like a free video for anybody who's interested, just get on my Instagram and send me a DM you know, you can say, Hey, I'm interested in the Pluto stuff and I'll, I'll send you a link to the video. It's so illuminating, um, understanding the generational dynamics between the children of now and, mm-hmm. um, this sort of, you know, millennial generation. It's really, really fascinating. Really. I have this tagline on human, which is called, you know, the earth is your classroom and the universe is your playground. And it really is. Our soul has been in different parts of the universe and we're really down here to learn specific lessons. And we have this karmic exchange with our children and vice versa. And so I have this deep fascination of, you know, you're doing things now in this lifetime and you might come back again that you need to relearn certain lessons. So wouldn't it be interesting if we kind of know what our lessons are? So we're not constantly like butting up and 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 struggling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so that's what some of the Saturn class is gonna help us understand is like what are the lessons that we're here to learn? And here's the fun part. When we finally transmute those lessons, we start exiting the matrix. And that's gonna be a part of the class as well. Is like we've been in a lot of these karmic loops for a very long time. Everybody's been talking about the Great Awakening. But this class will really help and illuminate, like, how do we finally exit out? Mm. Um And so I'm really, really excited to talk about that. And Amber, um, who's the guest of astrology, is going to be leading that
0: class. Very cool. Wow. it's so... Amazing. And it also feels, you know, just from the outside, you're like, oh, it feels so like, so, and that's what's so great about your classes. You break it down. It does feel kind of like a lot, right? And just to grasp, I mean, you've been studying this for a long time and I know a little bit about it. So some of, you know, what you're talking about makes sense to me, but you know, when you really like start thinking about, it, you're just like, oh my gosh, each planet, there's so many different aspects and you know, all the different houses. And I mean, I'm learning about, it. I had my, I had a Indra was on my show. If anyone hasn't seen that episode, that's a great one. If you're interested in this stuff, he does Vedic astrology. And he did my chart. We had a reading after. Very oh my cool. gosh. It was like 90 minutes. It felt like years of therapy in 90 minutes. I'm sorry. It was like so great. All the things to look at some of your strengths. What you know? Oh my gosh. Incredible. Um, and then, yeah, I got a little slice of that when I did your, class for my daughter and gosh she's only 17 months she's got so much time to bloom and I still finding out so much about her but some of the things were very accurate how she sees like bursts of energy and that's so her she'll just have her emotion and then she moves on you know and so that's so interesting your daughter's moon? I can't remember I'll have to look I don't I can't or remember now but I, I just I remember she had something with Aries again this is stuff where you have to go back and like look at it again, including my own chart. Um, but there were just certain aspects where like she has Aries in a certain house and she's gonna like start projects and then she'll kind of let someone else mm-hmm. take on, and that'll be helpful to know right when she starts going into like school age. And, um, but I think, uh, this is interesting to me. Um, Indra, the guy that was on my podcast, each person who's into astrology views it a little differently he was talking a lot about pluto how he doesn't like to deal with the outer planets because it's more of a generational and -hmm. i think there's an importance to that right but um i don't know how to really ask my question i guess pluto's further away from earth right but then Mm -hmm. like you said the moon is like the first planet for like our babies when they're in the womb and they're coming out is that because it's the closest does that have anything to do with the energy um Yes, so Pluto is the furthest away. Yep. It has the biggest cycle to move. So
1: I, I don't know exactly, but it's um in certain signs, you know, Pluto will be in the chart for like fourteen years. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's up to thirty years. Um, and the moon moves like by the hour, right? So it's the it's the fastest moving because it's within orb of mm-hmm. Earth um the generational planets that are really fascinated i'm really really interested in, in understanding about like humanity humans yeah. and what makes us tick and so there's 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 pluto so pluto is what is your soul here to transmute mm-hmm. on like a really really big level mm-hmm. and so the understanding that dynamic between the two generations is fascinating it's so illuminating mm-hmm. and just like you when i like understood that information Um, so much like internal soul soul growth, like therapies. Like, oh, okay. So when that happened in my childhood, now I understand the role that that was playing. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and then so the next one is um, Neptune. I always get confused whether Uranus or Neptune is is the next one, but basically those are sort of the three outer planets. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, a lot of our children have Neptune and Pisces. Neptune is in Pisces at the moment. Mm. Um, at some point, I'm going to do a video with Amber about that as well. But Neptune and Pisces, I find really, really fascinating in collaboration with the Pluto in Capricorn, mm. because Neptune and Pisces really is, these children are asking us to transcend of what it means to be human. Mm. That a lot of this stuff that has been holding us back karmically, they want us to relate to each other on a soul level, mm. not, not like you're you know you're white and i'm black and all this other stuff it is beyond that it Mm -hmm. is like we are soul level human beings and so as they grow up to be older right now they're just you know they're little kids that's going to be really fascinating and Mm -hmm. and personally i'm really interested in shepherding that that parts Mm -hmm. of them so when you were mentioning you know a lot of the kids that are coming in right now they're very like intuitive and they're incredibly sensitive even if you have an aries child Mm -hmm. these kids that with the neptune and, and and pisces um, have a lot of, uh, spiritual and multidimensional capabilities that mm. we haven't even tapped into or mm. understood. They're incredibly intuitive. They're very tuned into your feelings. Mm-hmm. They they could feel other people's energies okay. and feelings. And so, um, It's really important to understand that about your child, because my son is a a Scorpio, a sun Scorpio. Um, He has a lot of stuff in Sagittarius, which makes him much more like, you know, bubbly and fun and freedom. But there that that Neptune makes him really, really sensitive. Mm -hmm. Um, you know he tells me all the time like mommy you hurt my feelings or he tells other kids you hurt my feelings and like these kids are talking about their emotions and they're only in three and four years old it's incredible in fact I just I was on a trip to Costa Rica and my friend's child who's also another four-year-old was with us the boys were arguing in the back of the car and I'm I'm learning not to um interfere too much and just allow the dynamics and watch the patterns Mm -hmm at first and so they they were having an argument in the back of the car and then my son you know like hitting and stuff and my son told him he's like you hurt my feelings like he started crying he's like you hurt my feelings um his little buddy paused it was like maybe like a couple of minutes pause and then he goes well you made me angry oh and then they're basically they they started like chatting and 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 then they moved on and i was yeah. like wow that's such a profound that's
0: very advanced.
1: exchange that I, I don't think i even see in adults but that's what these children are coming down with. When you have a parent that understands these energies, that's when we are able to shepherd them, right? Part of the larger learning. So here's the rub of all this chaos that's going on. And I would love for people to understand our process of learning at this point in time with all the chaos that's going on is this understanding that the power is not outside of us. The power is within. So if you had had certain things that have been, yanked from from under your feet like security money um career Mm -hmm. a lot of people have been going through a very chaotic time those are experiences that want to teach you how powerful you are and so that's why certain things are being removed um people have experienced a lot of death there's a lot of grief Mm -hmm. all it's basically the spiritual cleansing and if we are open to the lessons. We come out of that energy. We're gonna look back and understand. Oh, okay, right. that's what that purpose of that was. Right now, when we're going through the thick of it, is really really difficult, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I know me as a, a, as a mom. Um, I'm going through a lot of lessons of understanding, like the power that I have, um, where I am being taught the lesson of needing to do everything because I'm capable that. of doing everything. And what I mean, everything, is this: like I'm homeschooling growing my own food. I've become a beekeeper. Wow. I'm, I'm running human. I have a part-time freelance job uh, that pays the bills on the side. And it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. And what that experience is teaching me is I need community, I need support. And so I have to lean on certain dynamics in my family that I'm not aligned with, mm-hmm. but I have to learn acceptance and learning conscious communication with these people because I need them. Yeah. And so that is what's happening for a lot of us. Um, and that's why it's like emotionally at the end of the day, you're just like, oh,
0: you know, yeah. when does the
1: hamster wheel stop? It's but yeah. um, that the transition in understanding your own power
0: is what this time really wants to chisel us into. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah, I feel that, too. <laughs> I feel I'm like, again, every I think most mothers feel that way. I mean, yes. fathers, too. I'm not discounting. I'm speaking from my perspective. Talk to a lot of friends. There's a lot to do as a mother and you feel like you're always doing everything all the time, especially, I think we're very similar. I'm pretty type A, like Virgo. Like I just like, I have to have the kitchen clean in order to like do the next thing. Like everything has to get done. And I've been, you know, I've done lots of readings with mediums and, and just the, you need self-balance. You need to go ground. You need to drop things and take time for yourself or you're going to burn out. And I've been trying so hard some nights, just leave the dishes in the sink tonight. You need to sit down. You know what I mean? But, um, I think what a valuable lesson and not to just get so, I stop myself sometimes because I'm just go, go, go meal. I got to clean her up. You got to do this. da da da. And I just stop myself to just look at her and just enjoy her and just be in the moment. It's all about finding the balance and it's challenging. There are so many lessons to be learned. Gosh. Um, and then I also really resonate just what you were saying before and you kind of said it again, just the power is within us and it feels like it's not. It feels like it's outside of us, right? They can, they, the government or society can shut things down and we feel that Mm -hmm. we have no power, but gosh, we totally have power. You can start growing your own food. You can start a business at home. There's a lot we can do and it's not that easy, but when you realize the power is within us and when we band together as a community, there's no stopping us. And like you said, hell no, you cannot stop a mother. Like we with our children and trying to tell us what to no, like this is a new time, a new paradigm. And there's just so much. I say, I say it over and over. There's just so much opportunity right now. It's, it's a really cool time. And I like to keep focusing on that. The positive, it's not all negative. I think it's actually really good. And it's forcing us, right. It's literally yeah. forcing us to change. And there are mm-hmm. so many lessons. Um, and it's really hard too. And that's okay. Part of being human. It's hard. It's emotional, but there's so much growth and beauty in that emotion. And I love what you said too. I just think things are so like it's black or white or this or that, and this problem, this, you notice in the news, you just keep everything's like one person against another group and, No, like it's so, we're missing the point. It's so much bigger than that. This is a soul level connection. We are all equal loving beings and we need to help and support one another. No one is higher than anybody. I just, there's so much going on right now. It's insane, but it's (laughs) crazy cool to connect with people like you on this podcast. Like I just feel so blessed Continually, you know, having allies or just people to make me think in a different way. Um, Yeah, it's, it's wild out there, but I love it all. I think you said it really nicely. And um, as far as the planets go, that is still just so fascinating. I think a lot of people, again, that's so woo, but when you really dive in, they play such a role, the energies yeah. try it yourself. Do a Vedic thing online. Find somebody, put your date. If you got to know your time of birth, it's hard to deny it when you look into it. There's so much going on with each planet and the placement when you were born and it, it makes it feel like, wow, this was not an accident. You came in at this specific time for a specific reason. You have a role. And now what you're focusing on is like, let's focus on our children. What's going on with that? And what a cool way. Cause a lot of You know, not, this isn't bad. My parents didn't have that. They didn't know to look into my stuff and help me. You know, they were great parents, but what an opportunity we have now. We have all these tools. We can actually dive so much deeper. What is my child's purpose?
1: Yeah. That's cool. I will also say this, um, because Pluto's in Capricorn right now, and so that's the energy uh, that is, children are being born with but what will be interesting in 2024 pluto starts moving into aquarius um i'm really excited to see what those children bring in Mm. that's going to be a completely different new paradigm as well because um pluto rules uh structures of society and sort of our containers of you know how we go about our business and the role of aquarius is going to be really to um help us understand uh, really to teach us the lesson of like who you are as an individual and how does that fit in with greater society or the group or the community mm-hmm. and sort of, we're starting to learn that now that, as I mentioned before, you know, when we grew up, it was uh, very much laid out of, you know, uh, you could go to college and study this, this or this, mm-hmm. right. It was very linear. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're in a space in time. It's like, you can become anything you want,
0: you don't have to go to college. You don't. Yeah. You don't or have you, to go to play. college.
1: You can learn um, hands-on experience mm-hmm. through internships. Um, uh, you just networking. <laughs> there are ten-year-olds, ten-year-old entrepreneurs that are like selling T-shirts and making ten thousand dollars a month. Wow that is their path you know they're experimenting with different tools but like this is how it's you know it's it's changing and so the landscape for our children is completely going to change and one of like my biggest tips for parents would be is like try to understand who is your child on the bigger picture and then then, like on the like everyday level um Even like if astrology is not your thing, your child tells you every single day what they're into and what they're not, what they're responding to and what they're not. And so, you know, part of it is for us to start to like tune into that Mm -hmm. and rather than push our own ideas and motives on them, because that's what's changing, is to be in that sort of respectful uh, uh, relationship and understanding that they're an individual. Yeah. Um, And so, like, our job is to foster who that individual is and and help them and support them. Um, Even though homeschooling for me has been, like, challenging, um, I joke around, like, I didn't choose homeschooling. Homeschooling chose me. (laughs) Like everything Um, else, right? The child chose you. Yeah. (laughs) But it's been such a learning journey for me to understand who my son is. Mm -hmm. That if my son was in some sort of program or somebody else was in charge of his learning. Um, I wouldn't learn about all these different parts of him. Um, he is very much interested in, um, science and tinkering and he's constantly creating new energy and vehicles and different, different concoctions of how to get from point A to point B. And so that has helped me to understand that like okay so he's interested in these areas and i can bring new experiences and expose him to new stuff and in fact the whole the reason i even know about like quantum physics and science is because of him Hmm. because i'm like our traditional propulsion which is fossil fuels we that is a dinosaur technology a lot of the new stuff is being suppressed but um, astro- astrologically, it is going to start opening up at some point. So, like, get ready. Oh yeah, you know, you already can just fish around on 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 YouTube, and there's people talking about um, moving through space time and how to bend space time. Right. You know, like the stuff that you saw on Star Trek Free and energy Star Wars, and you know, everyone- that is not make-believe thing no. those and yeah. it, like that stuff exists already and where is that coming from somebody knows about it yeah
0: um like a lot of people know about nikola tesla elon uh, musk is not or i mean yeah elon is not the first uh dude to like create this stuff i'm not saying he's not like got it, just you know stuff together he's interesting but like he's not the first one and everyone thinks it's like the first time it's coming around
1: oh no look no. up te- yeah it, look up nikola I tesla fantastic book that blew my mind uh, it's called the ancient technologies or no the the yeah it's technologies of ancient mm-hmm. egypt or something and it goes into so much um engineering detail mm-hmm. by this guy who went down and like did stuff down in egypt long story short is um the pyramids were not tombs they were um electromagnetic energy machines they wow. were basically power stations yeah and that was using, uh, if you, stu- if you study, um, astronomy, which we do a branch of that with my son as well, like you start learning about earth's electromagnetic mm-hmm. current, that's what Nikola Tesla was pull- like, mm-hmm. like starting to bring back into the 1800s. Um, but that stuff existed in, 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 in like ancient civilizations. And, um, another really interesting book that I read that started to thread everything together for me, which is the book about the Yugas. Mm -hmm. And so when you study astronomy, you understand that our solar system is moving like in a spiral through the galaxy. And that's what what exposes it to like different energies and electromagnetic, but we also move in cycles as well. And so we move through a certain part of the galaxy that basically shrouds us in a lot of the electromagnetic currents coming in and it actually dims the consciousness of the planet or our planet and so we have we go through these cycles yep. so astrology actually has a really really large clock that is also depicted through the yugas Um, if you look at back in like Greek and ancient civilizations Mm -hmm. of of Greek and Olympus and all that other stuff, that was the age of Aries. What do we have? We had war competition, Mm -hmm. um, mass, like really, really intense masculine energies. Like the, the, the male Mm -hmm. body, like just muscles, right? That's Aries. Mm -hmm. Then we moved into the age of Pisces, which was the world religions came up. Mm -hmm. That's where we learn about like devotion and faith and and spirituality in in believing that the power is outside ourselves and mm. so part of the the experience or journey was to reconnect with that now so we're sort of journeying on into the age of Aquarius where we're learning about like our power our individuation and like what we're here to do as an individual as part of the collective mm. and so it's it's really really exciting to be here as part of that shift um, and so when you start diving deep and and learning from other people, you start connecting the dots. And, and I think we're sort of starting to rewrite the history of who we are. What's our purpose here. Um, And yeah, it's super,
0: super exciting. And and we're doing it with our kids. I love it. Next generation. It's true. And I always try to like, be careful and always say this on the show. Like I'm never here. I don't know. Don't bring my guests on to, you know, change anyone's minds do your own research. This is all about, you know, again, use these terms, the great awakening, being, you know, more conscious, but really when you start doing your own research and this isn't in the textbooks in your schools, this isn't going to the library, doing your own research, finding your own data. I don't just like hear something one time and I'm like, yep, there's aliens and you know, like we come from them or whatever, like do your own research, find patterns look, history, like I'm not denying history. There's so much astrology was used in, you know, in the solar, you go into like all these old structures, Stonehenge, they were built around things with the sun and planets. This is not a new concept by any means. So, you know, yeah. do what you feel comfortable. I obviously am a human. I need validation too. I'm, you know, but at the you're same, you're a
1: Virgo too. Yeah. Like I want to know <laughs> that I'm not crazy. About you, is, you know, <laughs> the, the, the Virgo archetype needs to have physical proof to, yeah. to be like, oh, that's real. You yeah. Know?
0: I mean, there's a and, lot that I'm into that's woo and I believe it, but I, I do love to have like my, like me, you know, mediums come and validate and I'm like, yep, I thought that. And then I saw that and you're saying that, okay, I'm gathering my data. Right. But yeah, like you're saying, go do the research yourself, do the deep digging, read the old texts. There's stuff in the Bible that I think is true. And there's a lot of stuff that I don't think is right on, but there's similarities, you know, look at the Egyptians. I want
1: to tell you about Jesus, because I heard you talking about like your fascination with Jesus. So
0: that's been um, coming through a lot. I've had a lot of people saying they're channeling him right now, which is interesting.
1: So going back to the yuga, so imagine like, you know, a, a, a big clock and at the top, which would be 12 o'clock would be when, uh, we're in our highest expression of consciousness. Um, we are very in tune with our uh, multidimensional capabilities. So like you and I can psychically read each other's mind, etc. Um, there's a book called the yugas that goes into that for anybody who's interested. And at the bottom of the clock, which would be 6 PM, um, is, is uh, the dark ages, Mm -hmm. the lowest point of consciousness, right? That was like the, where the age of Pisces was happening. That is, there's all these different spiritual masters that came in during the age of Pisces coming in from the age of Aries. There was just like so much craziness happening during that time. Um, because we were separating from consciousness and now we're coming back up. And so we're on the other swing of the pendulum, but Jesus, um, was a higher consciousness being from different realms Mm -hmm. that uh, Buddha was another one, Lao Tzu. There's a bunch of them, there's just like, there's a whole entire age during that time Mm -hmm. because those people were the the teachers Mm -hmm. and the masters and that was appropriate for that point in time because that point in time in the age of Pisces, we were looking to things outside of ourselves for the guidance. And so Jesus incarnated at that time, to help and guide humanity. Mm. But this is the fun part is like Jesus played a role at that point in time. But like now we're learning that like we have the same internal capabilities as Jesus did because we're starting to come back online and in tune with the fact that we also are multidimensional beings. Like when you and I grew up in the eighties, we were incredibly intuitive. In fact, your child's creativity And that imagination that you see in children that like are from age zero to seven, they are in direct connection with source. So they're pulling things in that you have absolutely no idea. And um, especially in the like homeschooling movement and more of these more progressive educational movements, there is this movement to like shepherd children from a lot of the analytical learning for that exact reason is because when there's too much analytical and, 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 I forget left or right brain stuff. It starts to shut down those, those creative parts of children. Um, But we're here to continue keeping them open. Right. um, Because that is their sort of like North star and being able to express who they are and being able to intuitively lead their life to have the capability to trust who they are and and their intuition and then being able to surrender to the universe to guide them. Yeah. So, so, yes, so that's my story about Jesus. When I heard you, I was like, I was like yeah, yeah I, I had, like,
0: a profound, interesting learning about Jesus, too, yeah. and, like, a, a newfound respect. Yeah, no, I do, too. I I mean, I have good friends that are Christian. I went to a Christian college. I'm familiar with the Bible. I've studied all the things. But the more and more I've grown, I just really think, yes, he's a clairvoyant of his time. There are shamans and people throughout history that have done very similar things that can heal people. And um, yes. It's, yes, it's fascinating. Um, but... What's fascinating now, so you're saying we were in this darker period, consciousness was kind of stifled down, we've been in this control system. Now, because of what's going on energetically with the planets, you're saying now we're kind of coming out of that, right?
1: Well, it's the way that our, um, I read it in the U.S. first, and then when I started to really dive deeper into actual physical astronomy, so this is like NASA talks about mm. this, all kinds of different things, uh, astronomy bodies like our our solar system is moving through a certain part of the um galaxy whereas before we were kind of shrouded in this cloud that kind of um uh shielded us from Mm -hmm. certain electromagnetic Mm -hmm. energies like now we're coming out of that and it is creating much more
0: bigger electromagnetic Mm. currents so is um, that like what's waking some of us up though
1: Yes, because, like, we are all energy, right? Mm -hmm. So if you get into the whole, like, quantum physics, quantum field stuff, um, uh, down to, like, even further down into ourselves like it has been proven that it's energetic matter right so everything has an energetic vibration and everything is energy we are all one that's where that comes from quantum physics basically dispels that and so when you think about if 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 just let's talk about earth if earth is being hit with all these different like um electromagnetic fields it is raising the earth's um you know energy mm-hmm. and that is affecting us as humans yeah. because we are you know made out of water we're made out of tissue and and so um that is how it's starting to activate us right in a completely different way um one of the things that i personally follow is you might have heard of this is um the sun has had a lot of um coronal mass ejections and like solar flares mm-hmm. and those are getting only stronger and stronger And that is literally because we're moving through a certain part of, um, the solar system that is activating the sun. And so scientifically that is stuff that like the astronomy, like society talks about. Um, They don't go into the spiritual meaning
0: of it. They just go into the science. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. I, I agree. I, but I just, it's interesting. And I know, we're coming up here in an hour and I have one more question to ask. I really want to get in, but I do just have a quick question. I know we're going on rabbit holes, which I love. Um, do you think though, that maybe higher purpose, we go through those dark places and the energies on purpose, like for our souls to grow, or is it just like a, a just, is just something that happens or is it something that you think like we are going through certain parts of the universe at certain times we're here during that time. Like, do you think it's all kind of, this isn't a right or wrong, just like what's your intuitive, do you think that's happening on purpose? Cause why, why couldn't we just all be always in the light and the good energy? It seems like maybe that's another planets are going through things like this too. Right. So do you think it's happening? You know what I mean? For a greater purpose of growth and.
1: Yeah, it's about duality. Mm-hmm. So we need duality in order to understand growth. So for instance, if we didn't have our children that were the catalysts to help us understand like who we are, mm-hmm. we would be stagnant. Right. And, and, and so we wouldn't be learning we wouldn't be growing wouldn't be expanding um you know i'm not a guru and i don't i just i collect a lot of information and and rather than like reading one point and things like oh this is it no i read and i experience and then i start to for my own opinions your own
0: truths and opinions yeah
1: it's my own opinions and other people might have different ones and that's part of the learning that we have to understand different people are at different points of consciousness and learning and soul growth. And so they're going to have different experiences Absolutely. and different things that they believe in. And it's okay. Yeah. Yours might be different. Mm-hmm. And we need to learn that um, not everybody has to agree with you. I Yeah. hundred uh, percent. That's part of our learning as part of this sort of, you know, current what's happening right in now. society as well, is, is there is a lot of polarity. There is a lot of duality, but it, it, it serves a purpose to help us, to relate to people that are different from us because for so long we have been told you know you need to be in this box and this other countries in this box you know they're this skin color and they believe in this kind of religion and uh these are their cultures and societal things and that's changing now because of the internet and how much we travel in fact when i think about where our children are incarnating they're incarnating all over the world and all over the earth like i incarnated in in eastern europe i went through my sort of like levels of understanding Then I moved to America and that changed me. And that's what's happening with the children. Like it no longer matters. Yeah. Like you might have historical ties to something, but the, there's this like large expansion that we don't really feel like we belong anywhere or to anybody. Right. And that's the change that I think is happening, but we need the duality to to constantly
0: grow and evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I believe that's sort of the meaning of life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of, I'm having this like realization. You already said it, but I'm having my own, like, okay, I'm kind of getting it more. I do. I've always thought this children, like you said, up until like eight, just on average seven or something, there's the imagination. They're so free. They don't have the fear thing. There's just, they look at life so differently. They're in the moment. Right. And that's so beautiful when you're a parent to live through them again, everything's exciting. You're in the moment. What a gift, right? Then, stuff comes through media and, you know, school and people and they're starting to pick up on your parents and fears and then it kinda starts the imagination goes away. And I think maybe what's gonna be cool about these kids coming in is that they're gonna be able to like last longer or maybe even throughout their adulthood a little bit more. And I'm not saying they're not gonna be influenced. That's part of being human is you're always gonna be inundated and like trying to sort through stuff. But I think they're going to be able to hold on to that intuition, that creativity longer. And also because there's more parents like us that are are awakening and are more aware of it, hopefully we'll be putting less of our fears and our issues on them, which then they'll have that greater chance to just stay open, right? So it's just such a, that's so cool. And I really want to be a part of this and and do that with my child. It's going to be a constant practice, of course, <laughs> but yeah
1: the other thing that made me think of while you were talking is so I literally was just in the middle of putting this class together with Amber. So it's fresh in my head, but so Saturn has cycles and the cycles are broken into seven. So once again, we're talking about the clock. So age zero to seven is, you know, the the child is learning and, and, uh, sponging off the, the, they're what they're surrounded by in the people from age seven to 14. Is an, is a, it's called a Saturn opposition. So some of you might have heard of something called the Saturn return mm-hmm. it happens when you're age 30, but it actually moves. That cycle moves through like children's lives as well. So at age seven is when we start, we have our first square mm-hmm. and that's where we start, you know, either going into school, um, uh, learning more like responsibility mm-hmm. and you're no longer like a tiny kid mm-hmm. anymore. Then, you know, age 14, you have opposition, And that's when you're teen years, right? Mm -hmm. So you feel like nobody understands me. You're like opposed authority Mm -hmm. figures, which is a very Saturnian thing. So you're learning that lesson. Then you're moving into um, age 21 where you're leaving the nest. Mm -hmm. So you've been imprinted by your parents and Mm -hmm. and. Society, and now you're like kind of trying to strike it on your own. Yep. So that is the third square within Saturn, and then like the the final return is you sort of probably have gotten comfortable at around age thirty, mm-hmm. and then Saturn is basically going to come and say, "Are you in alignment with your purpose? Mm-hmm. If you're not, would come and clear the slate for you, yep. and then you're going to learn some lessons yep. to get you on your two feet." Yeah. Um, and so you know, like knowing all this stuff, if you have a teen in your life would be very very validating That's it's like the, the the reason that you that you're butting heads with them is on purpose yeah. um and that there are certain lessons that need to be learned there
0: and you could be the nurturing guide for them instead of it yeah. being sort of you know uh, them on their own trying to okay, figure it out hard and time. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think gosh my 30s I mean I'm still in my 30s now now late 30s but has been the most, I feel like I've grown the most. I know myself the most. It's been the most amazing decade so far, in my opinion. Um, but before we close, what are a few tips besides, of course, your classes, um, just that you can give to the parents? Like, what are some easy things, just daily basis things that people that have children that want to be more conscious, like, what can they do?
1: Well, I think a lot of parents are already, you know, uh, learning more about, uh conscious parenting it's called connected parenting It has all kinds of different there's all kinds of different books and it has all kinds of different labels but then the the, at the end of the day it's about like creating a connection with your child um so that is like that is one i'm not a specialist in that field there's so many people that do a beautiful job is like go seek them out Mm -hmm. so you know if you're not already practicing connection parenting that's going to go a long way you don't have to be into astrology and all this other stuff Um, the second one I would say is, well, it's not a, it's not an easy tip, but, um, understand that there are certain things that are happening in your life because you have generational and childhood trauma mm-hmm. that is the underwriting current. And so our purpose is really to start clearing some of that, because what happens when we don't clear our childhood trauma, we pass it down to yeah. the next generation and the next generation sure. and the next generation. So we're perpetuating this suffering. And so that's one. Um, Another one is pay attention to what your child is telling you and what they're interested in. So, um, like I mentioned, my my son is really, really into science. So they're coming and asking you to play. Let them lead. Yeah. And 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 see what what they're showing you what are they, are they interested in um i like to expose my son to all kinds of different experiences he's four and a half now but you know when he was young it was sort of everything we we traveled a lot um i took him to stuff that i i really am really like into art and design <clears throat> he is not and that was just like Ugh. yeah <laughs> it would be so much easier. We could do art classes, but he's not into that. And so he's yeah. sort of taking me on a journey of like, "Mom, let's learn about science," and we're doing astronomy and all this other stuff, um, which is helping me to expand as a, a, a parent. So learning to let go of not, you know, being like, "Oh, I, I'm into football," and so I want my right. son to be into football. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah, sure, take him to games, but he might not be into football. Like, right? Don't force something on them. That yeah. You like. Yeah, yeah, and
1: I would say the same thing with um with, with teenagers, um every generation has its own like unique signature. Mm-hmm. The teens that are uh walking on the planet right now, they are the most beautifully empathetic,
0: they are, sensitive. There are a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: They're so different when I was in high school and yeah. I see it and the kids that are around, you know. Um one thing that we have to change is and this is particular to boys, is allowing to boys express all the different human emotions. Um, In America, we like to basically perpetuate this idea like a a boy can only um, express anger as an emotion for him to be validated as a male that if you're, you know, crying or anything else, it's, it's seen as a form of weakness. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, a lot of people are moving beyond that. It is still a little bit something that we like, we need to start clearing. Mm -hmm. So it's little things like that that are actually outside of spirituality that are very much, you know, a lot of psychologists and childhood, uh, early childhood specialists are already talking about and have been talking about for a while.
0: Just tune into that and you're, you're already going to be well on your way and helping to support these kids. Yep. I think the number one thing I'm listening and hearing over and over and I have other resources too. let them lead. It doesn't mean let them like run the household and there's no discipline or there's no guidance. It's just letting them lead more. Cause I, as someone who wants to more control the situation, listen to them, let them lead the, the, the game or, you know what I mean? Like that, that's a beautiful tip. So thank you. Wow. Well, we might have to do a round two because there's so much to talk about, but this was phenomenal thank you for being here and for this conversation
1: thank you for having me I mean I could talk about this all day yeah I can see your passion I love it (laughs) um thank you for the listeners who tuned in if you made it this far in the conversation
0: you were intrigued yes um and yeah it's a it's a really you know interesting time that we're in it is um so where can people find human online uh, so the best, what I'm
1: most active at the moment is Instagram. So if you're interested in anything, my direct message box is an open door. I know that Instagram can feel intimidating, but like you've met me now. I'm a human. <laughs> I run the account. You can pop in and say hello anytime. If you were inspired by something like literally direct message me. I love talking to moms. It is, that is my purpose of being on Instagram. It could
0: be kind That's of a how we connect. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It can be kind of a toxic place. And um, I want to do the opposite of that is creating much more connection. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the handle is um, at uh, back to human dot mm-hmm. earth. And that's the handle of human. Um, I also have
0: a website, but
1: once you get into uh, Instagram, yeah. like there's links there. to everything
0: from there. So, yeah. and we'll link it in the description of the show notes too. So yeah. Well, gosh, thank you. Everyone check out, um, human, check out the classes. So cool. What a cool way to just connect with your child more and understand them more on a deeper level. So thank you for your work. It was so lovely chatting with you. Thank yeah. you so much, Lauren. Yeah. And thanks everybody for listening. You can find me on Instagram at real Lauren live and my website, Lauren live. Cheers.